special guest boss man tj hola what's up who are you yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it's a pleasure we had someone wander in from the street (laughs) i haven't been here since the halloween special of a year ago a year ago last year yeah yeah a a solid year yeah he's got his represent (laughs) (laughs) merch for those of you with your eyes closed, he showed his special shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Cam. Uh, yeah, so we are doing a special bonus episode that's uh, kind of a long time coming. It's been on the list for a little while. Um, We've been edging the idea for quite a while. Yeah. It's really works in the shaft on it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, just like DJ's a, a Power Ranger fan and everything else, like the rest of us are at least tangentially Power Ranger fans. Uh TJ and I, at least both, are also big, big Ninja Turtle guys. Yeah, I've Cameron and I have never done anything Turtles related together. Ever. No, <laughs> just us. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's been countless hours that are made. <laughs> so we decided to sit down and watch the uh, first episode of a, a fucking five parter, uh, but it's the first episode of. Ninja Turtles, The Next Mutation, and uh, pretty much, I think almost everywhere else outside of the U.S. was uh, Hero Turtles, Next Mutation. Um, They may have not even used Next Mutation everywhere, but uh, Hero Turtles is the version that we watched, which has a couple additional clips, um, and the intro's cut a little differently, I think, but besides that, it's more or less the same. Um, Yeah, you watched uh, Next Mutation... Like you remember, like coming out, right? I remember. I remember watching it as it aired on Fox. Yeah, in real time. Did in the, real time. Oh, I'm trying to remember if the uh, the Power Rangers um, crossover, the Power Rangers in space crossover, with this happened ninety eight or after. Next mutation was ninety seven and ninety eight. Uh, in space was ninety eight. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh. A lot of people may be familiar with Ninja Turtles and Next Mutation or, or Hero Turtles and Next Mutation is because it had a, a, a famous or infamous crossover with uh, Power Rangers in space uh, fairly yes. early in that season. Um, and that was that was the uh, second big crossover with a, two Saban properties. Uh, I think in Power Rangers season three, they still had the original suits and the White Ranger. They did a crossover with Masked Rider. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is better than the Master Rider series itself. <laughs> but would you consider the Alien Rangers a crossover? Oh, I guess that would be pretty close to the third crossover of them because Alien Rangers did get its own kind of sub season. Yeah. Uh, was it between two and three or between three and uh, the, uh, at the end of three? Yeah. Uh, 96 is like right, right, right. Transitional right into Zio. Yeah. Okay. What the hell's wait? So April and Casey aren't in this series at all? Not at all. So interesting enough, the next mutation uh, 
like subtitle comes from the comics and it was originally intended that it was the turtles were actually supposed to mutate further and gain even more like unique powers. I think Mikey was supposed to have the power to look more human and shit. And like uh, even uh, Donatello gets these powers, which makes his apparently makes his vision fucked up, but uh, like telekinesis and shit. Oh, he's part of the Ochiha clan. Mm-hmm. This, yeah. Yeah, so at the end of the 87 of cartoon series, you do see this, but they all end up like a fucking messed up version of Rat, mm-hmm. like weird, char- like messed up mutated characters. But they originally, so they just took the subtitle from what was originally supposed to be the fourth Ninja Turtles movie, which was going to be based after, uh, off after the comics. And then they just, when Saban bought it, they used the subtitle here. So there's little to nothing to do with the actual design other than some of the toys carry some of the concept art. Hmm. And if, if I remember, cause like, yeah, this came after, after uh, this came after the three movies and the movies had kind of, I think the second one did probably close to on par with the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's like, it's like as memorable. I, I don't have like clear distinctions between quality of the first and the second one. Like I think secret of the Ooze is about, like it's right up there. It's got Super Shredder. It's yeah. got uh, Oh Slash and uh, whatever the other the Wolf Monster was called. But it's Chokar and Razor. Chokar and Razor, right? right, yes. right. Uh, and they like those stood out. I think the third one, I think, just was... too different of a direction. And I think the suit suffered as well. I think that the weird bird beak nose that they had on the turtles really affected the look. And I just think that like the, uh, the writing wasn't as good as the first two films. And I think that definitely impacted yeah. it. Um, you guys, Brian and Nick might not know this TJ. I'm sure you do. Uh, the suits in next mutation always remind me of the musical suits. Oh, like, oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> the, the, the coming out of our shell tour. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they're actually more jacked here than in, in any other iteration of turtles. Oh, thank God. Maybe that's why they look so weird to the me. Legs. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. legs. They do not skip leg day in this. Like, they're turtles, just muscular I think I'm not used to seeing yeah. jacked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, I was thinking about that because somebody was talking about um, like what they want to see Hasbro do with the Saban properties. And... Uh, Literally, all they have to do is put Transformers crossover with anything else, and they've got gold. Yeah, that is... Like, make special other series-themed Transformers, and that's yeah. money in the bank. Well, they They're re-releasing them. Beast Wars right now. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. re-releasing mm-hmm. a lot of those and making new versions of them for the Netflix show. Also, uh, a lot of these people uh, that were used in the show also did Beast Wars. Oh, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. Yeah. We have two um, different Starscream voice actors in the same show. <laughs> <laughs> the Spider-Man pointing at each other. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the, the voice cast for this, let's see if I can pull some of the names up at least. It's insane. It, it, it was like, I, I know, TJ, you were telling us about like uh, some of like the Dragon Ball crossover. Yeah, the uh, wit, uh, Ocean Dub, for the people who are familiar with the Dragon Ball stuff, uh, they had some sort of thing uh with Saban, so a lot of the cast is in this, and I guess also a lot of the cast is in also X Files, which was also filming in Vancouver at the time. Yeah, that's it. It feels like there's just a ton of like crossover of like people in the right place at the right time. It's cool, uh, kind of yeah. yeah, jumping into it. Um, this <laughs> it's weird to jump into this because it's like 
uh, not significantly different from a Beetleborgs episode, but feels <laughs> quite a bit far <laughs> from um, a Ninja Turtles. It's a little removed. Is that because it's more of an original production rather than using already like made footage and then having to create off of that? I think so because it's yeah. it's um, it feels oddly I think more similar to the Ninja Turtles cartoon. Mm-hmm. but further away from the movies and the comic. Well, yeah, there's little to no continuity. It's right. funny because it's kind of like the same thing they've done with all the other Saban things. It's like, yeah, it's uh, Ninja Turtles, but they try to have so much separation between the two that it also doesn't feel like Ninja Turtles at all. <laughs> and I believe places. that one of the conditions when Saban originally uh, approached Eastman and Laird that is the names, right, for the creators yeah. of... Okay. <laughs> yep. uh, one of the things he said is that he requested a Venus character, a female turtle, be introduced, and that was one of the stipulations that he wanted to do. So he tried to make it more of a property, you know, because then there'd be five characters, you know what right. I mean? And then he kind of tried to make it more Sabanish on purpose, and I believe during the marketing materials, they even said that there'll be a focus on slapstick comedy. What the turtles right, have yeah. never done slaps. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, definitely heavy here. One of them didn't yeah. go straight through a wall in this episode at all. <laughs> <laughs> the sound effects are absurd, and I think the editing really affects it the most. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The the we'll get into the, the start of the episode, but the 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 editing and like the cutting between scenes is it might be the worst that Saban has put out. <laughs> it's, it's jarring at best. Yeah. <laughs> It's like painful to watch and it cuts like back and forth between scenes a couple times that it's just now I will say it might be a little bit easier to take if there weren't also the ads interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> that one I'll take the fall. <laughs> <Every time. laughs> um, so we open this episode on, uh, uh, I think his name is uh, Chung E. Uh, he is the uh, kind of a, a prototypical. The subtitle reads "Somewhere in China." <laughs> yeah. You know, the really small country that is China. <laughs> Shanghai, Beijing, Hong Kong. It, uh, this guy is pretty much your like prototypical ancient kung fu master. Like he's he's got the you know uh, Fu Manchu and the big long beard, uh, like you know gray hair full uh like a, a gi or a robe of some kind uh, and he's well, sitting calmly being misunderstood by the younger generation <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's uh he, he's sit up in this kind of like temple uh looking uh kind of like temple dojo type setting and uh there's this like it's like a mirror or a window that has a uh, or is it both? The Mario 64 painting. Come yes, on. yes. <laughs> it's a shimmering, rippling pool of silver sexiness. Yeah, yes, yeah. And there, there's like a, there's a, an individual in a cloak, in a full, full robe, cloak, hooded, uh, hands are covered. You don't see any of this person other than the cloak in this first, like, well, basically the whole episode until the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, it's a it's a young woman's voice, and they're complaining that um, you know the uh, Jimmy hasn't hasn't talked to them, and it, you know it isn't interacting. And uh, Jimmy's like, uh, kind of snaps out of it, but kind of just like, this is very important. I have other things to do. Daddy is working. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Um, 
he calls her like like May E or, or uh, May Chi. I can't remember what he like he calls her. He gave her. Well, he said he says the name. It sounded like a Chinese name. But we kind of cut around to. She's obviously important. Uh, <laughs> uh, we cut around to uh, Raph. Well, what will be revealed as Raph. <laughs> with the mouth the, yeah the turtle formerly known as rap and the funny thing is, is like his mouth's hanging open so of course the actor can see when he's driving yeah, yeah. like but yeah um <laughs> and why can't the turtles have consistent headbands like come on <laughs> yeah that's well because if you weren't able to tell them apart from the uh letters that they had mm-hmm. pinned uh, uh cartoonishly <laughs> largely to their chest then they wanted you to be able to glance at their head and be like, all right, I know. Uh, so the, the suit he pulled up Raphael, the meth addict. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actual monster. <laughs> the the uh, suits in, in this show are, are I think a, a fair description is to say that they're somewhere between the uh, live action movies and the, the stage show. The, the coming out of our shell. Yeah. yeah, they're right in that sweet, like, ketamine fever dream spot. Yeah. Nightmare yeah. fuel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a very weird, um, like, middle ground of... Yeah. They look a little bit better than the live-action shoots did sometimes. Uh, the heads, not so much. Uh, the, they, the turtles look a lot more distinct. They're more unique. They look very active. Definitely, they're very. Uh, here's the word: poetic. Poetic. There we yes. go. Ah, yeah, they're very action figure. They got plated abs. I just Mostly realized that. Paralysis demons and a rat. paralysis. Yeah, they've got like you know, like uh, at least Raph. I think all of them on different spots. Raph has like bandage wraps around his arm, and yeah, you can see Leonardo behind him has like normal ass wristbands in his color. Yeah. like no, I'm yeah. just gonna wrap. Some and I did mention while we were watching that Leo was originally supposed to be yellow, and in some promotional mm-hmm. stuff and in some videos, you do see references to him actually originally being yellow, and then they changed him back to blue at last minute. And I, they're originally going to have him yellow because it was easier to do that with the blue screen background and some of the weird scenes that they do have. But of course, they ultimately made the decision to go back to blue, which. Yeah, but of course, if you see the outro for the PAL version, you can see those girls dancing with the yellow headbands, which still mm-hmm. alludes to it. And of course, some of those Fox Kid bumpers, which Cam probably knows what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. uh, has uh, yellow Wrath still there. Yeah. yeah, like they just didn't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, definitely, that's one of those like uh, like post-production things that Saban was not going to put the effort into removing. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, Why would they? Like the, the whole uh, this whole like, like spot of when Raphael uh, appears is uh, like Raph and Leo are getting into an argument from the like shadows. Like we see their shadows cast against a graffitied wall, and it's it's Raph and and Leo uh, having a discussion about like Raph's getting the whole team into trouble. He's yeah, like, it's like Sesame Street Electric Light Company, but mixed with a little bit of like Boardwalk Empire. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nucky Thompson. <laughs> so Raph and Leo are having this this argument, and it's like uh, TJ. I think you pointed out, and Nick, it's a uniquely shot scene for a Saban show, but it's easily so... the most stylish shot in the entire yeah. series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
it sets you up for a better episode <laughs> cinematically than I think than I think they they could they were capable of putting the effort into cinematographer John Favreau. Instead, <laughs> we saw the one good idea that somebody had in the entire thing. Yeah, uh, uh, can we talk about more than just like the pilot? Because yeah, for sure. Later in the. I think the major thing is, and I, I just want to establish here, I have zero issue with Venus being in this. I think the major issue is that she can use fucking magic. And yeah, that was like okay. everything throughout the series <laughs> is that she can just shoot like fucking energy beams out of her hands. Hmm. And then whenever you do see that dragon dude, he has that weird fucking like mini dragon on a, and he carries it around on like a pillow on his arm and it shoots lasers. <laughs> it's fucking strange. And it makes the fight <laughs> very awkward. And then there's also a monkey dude named Silver, I think. And he's like a gangster monkey, but humanoid that walks around. And it's very fucking strange. And you only see him a handful of times. And also, you only see Shredder for maybe the first two episodes. I I knew he wasn't like a main, he wasn't like the, the big bad for the series. Because I knew they brought in like a weird dragon group. I, I didn't honestly, I didn't expect to see Shredder in this episode when we do. Mm-hmm but I really didn't expect like foot soldiers or any of those things to be kind of even a thing. I just assumed they would jump right into the new villain structure right. and roll with yeah. it. So Ryan or Nick, I have either of you guys seen this series at all before? No. Okay. I didn't think so. <laughs> I knew about uh, Venus and I had heard about the show, but I never actually watched it. Okay. Nick, did you know that they introduced a female turtle in this no. series? <laughs> okay. I hadn't even heard about this until now. <laughs> that's like the con- the point of contention. Yeah, that's who, like who, the point of contention. Who's the bald uh, turtle's creator? Like the angry uh, one. What? Is it Laird? Is it Laird? Yeah. He's the one who hated the Venus thing, even to the yes. point that whenever he gained control of it, and they did the, is it 2007 animated feature? Yeah. Uh, he made it a point to tell the director absolutely no reference to Vi- to Venus. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, just, they did the like CG animated. No girls allowed. Yeah, he was like that was his biggest issue, and like you can see uh, Eastman and all like the promotional stuff for this, but the other guy is just like fuck it. Yeah, I knew uh, uh, one of them had sold. I think Laird had sold his uh, share to Eastman at some point, like right after like a third live action film came out. Mm-hmm. And then they started doing animated features and they both kind of got back to being involved in the mid two thousands. And it was like a, I mean, even with like with the creators, but even with fans, if you hear like people will hate this show because mm-hmm. they'll like hate Venus to Milo's intro or the way that she was used. Like TJ said, having like mad magic hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if, see, like if uh, she like, eventually teach all the turtles that they too have powers or is it so. just nope because like that's no. kind of bullshit when they hint at the beginning where like at the like the chinese like it is yeah the chinese mm-hmm. wizard or whatever somewhere in chinese uh, like she has the powers that she learned from him so while those okay. turtles like super ninjas she just can shoot fireballs and then also has ninja tech you know skills and stuff but i, I think which is more disturbing is that they are literally tricking this blind dude into being friends with them and these are like giant mutants right kind <laughs> 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 of like he knew that uh splinter needed to like use the bushes to go around so he knew that like he shouldn't be seen with them i guess yeah like oh no that was a pee joke i gotta yeah. go and he's like use the bushes 
Oh, <laughs> and it's so funny that like they they intercut that scene with like Raph getting his ass kicked, and he's yeah. like, "I gotta go," and then he slowly walks off scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right after we get, we get the scene with uh, with Leo and, and Raph arguing, is Raph gets on his motorcycle, which it's like this whole like minute and a half sequence of him like starting the bike and getting on the bike and revving the bike it's like a less stylish version of what edgar wright does yeah (laughs) (laughs) he like rides off and makes all this noise and there's this just pack of foot clan ninjas in the alleyway and ref just stops in the middle of them on the bike (laughs) and (laughs) except for the one with the really bad outfit (laughs) yeah the Foot Clan in this series are like, they're the suits feel very cheap, and they're like a shiny, like glitter fabric. They remind me of the Shockers from the very first Common Rider series. Yeah, yeah, the, they're like they might like, as well just be a straight up bodysuit. Yeah, it's morph suits before morph suits were a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they didn't find the right cotton latex blend. <laughs> I sent you guys some photos in the Beetle Bros uh, group chat. <laughs> a, a really high res photo of Leonardo out of like half in suit and stuff. It's cool stuff. They uh one of one of the uh foot soldiers didn't have the like eye mask piece. <laughs> I don't like going without the mask. That's oh my god. <laughs> Mandalorian. <laughs> this is not the way. <laughs> yeah, these suits are uh I don't know if you can do Uncanny Valley for a turtle, but super muscular though. Yeah, <laughs> the L on Leonardo actually stands for loincloth. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want to say that. Like they're not badly made. They we do see the raft, like the helmet or the the mask, like the the mouth is just like inexplicably open while he's riding up to the foot clan. The sword from this angle looks like the Thundercat sword. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, just look, look, look at Donatello's face in the back. <laughs> so, Raph gets in a fight with these with this foot clan group. What? But he's the most level-headed ninja. That's his ninja name. We We see him, like, lean on the back of the bike and kick Two Foot Clan, and then there's like a transition, like a white transition with the sigh flying across the screen. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, Very 90s. I, I don't know. Very Saban. Yeah. yeah. Which I guess that is what my uh, context of the 90s largely came from. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> They're intercut. They, they cut off this fight scene. Uh, to go to Splinter playing chess in the park with an old, like an old blind man, the stick from Marvel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, that would be quick question. What do you guys think of Splinter's suit? I like it more than the first live action movie. Okay, okay, I agree. But I, I think it's not used well. Yeah, it's yeah. only a little cursed. There's something weird about the mouth that I can't put my mouth put, put my finger on. <laughs> Damn it. I thought a lot Damn of you, Freud. The jaundice <laughs> eyes bother me the most. Yeah. Because he doesn't look as dirty as the first movie suit. Like, yeah, the first movie that. suit looks grungy. Well, he's <laughs> like, supposed to be in the sewer. He's supposed to be right. a, a dirty you know, like, man. It's apt. Doesn't mean I enjoy looking at it, but it fits. Yeah. But this, yeah, this one's, uh, this one looks like it smells more. 
<laughs> Smell this one more. More matted, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's a plague rat. Probably the same, the same thing with the, the turtle suits. Um, but I think the problem with the splinter suit for me is that they, they shoot it. It feels like a suit that you shouldn't ever shoot full bodied. Like you should never see the full oh, splinter yeah. standing Shadows. up next to mm-hmm. a real person because it, for me, it just takes you away. It looks yeah, like a Mickey Mouse. Whenever you see the full height of the suit and then you see the bottom half, he's got that eight foot donger trail. <laughs> <laughs> just throws off the suit. I think in the uh, first live action film, they used him properly. Mostly he's seated, I think. And mm-hmm. then they used mostly heavy shadows. Because right, he's dying for the most part in the first one, right? Isn't he like, wait, hey, he's a very he's yeah. yeah. He's like, definitely. No, is it the second one he's weakened? Uh, the second one it's after the fight with Shredder, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's he gets kidnapped in the first one, and we get a lot of like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Beat. yeah, 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 a lot of like very shadowy shots of the suit in a cage or where, where you know, tight. No, or is that the second one because then they have to change locations of the home? It's the first one where, oh no, yeah, because the first, the first one they burned down April's house, yeah. Yeah, and they go, then they go out to the, the family farm. Turtle nerds here. Yeah, you know, whenever, <laughs> it is the second one where he gets kidnapped, I think. Whenever they're in that family farm, I think that's one of the times that you can clearly see in, like, Raphael. Uh, Donatello's mouth is yeah. open, and you can see the mouth. <laughs> yeah. Also, the intro, the intro video of the show, when they show the uh, turtle, like, Humvee, you can clearly see whoever's driving is just a dude with a turtle head with the mouth open. He has a normal fucking t-shirt on. Like, there's no fucks given. That makes some mutants. They all have little men piloting them. this uh the fight scene to splinter uh having the chess match and then having like he has like these like esp like flashes of raf about to get his ass kicked and he's like oh fuck i've gotta go yeah we get the p joke yeah that he pees in the bushes (laughs) and then he stands up to walk away he grabs his like sticker bow staff or whatever and starts to walk and it's just like (laughs) Yeah, slow, plotting. I think it's gonna be like Yoda in the prequels and just start flipping out of this bitch. <laughs> yeah. No, shuffle, 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 shuffle. <laughs> I don't want to aggravate my prostate, okay? <laughs> and while this is all going on, uh, Donatello is like fucking with this big computer thing with scanners and radar and everything on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I walked in on him doing a machine once. So it was kind of awkward. He was going. Mikey and Leo are like giving him shit for it. 
the voices throw me off a little bit, but I'm not, I don't hate any of them. Well, so Donna, or was Donna tell us that, yeah, that it sounds almost like it's modulated, but I don't think it is because I've heard that voice in other things. Yeah. Whoever that guy is. Uh, yeah. He did tons of stuff name. from the early nineties and well, late nineties and early two thousands. So I'm sure, like I said, Piccolo shredder. So. Right. Right. Yeah. I wish instead of whoever they got for Donnie, that they had had the guy who did Mandark instead. <laughs> <laughs> Shredder will never get my powers. <laughs> <laughs> but like Donnie's making this like he's like made GPS for all of their like their family. Yeah, he's using Glonass. He's like, guys, uh, like Galileo. <laughs> he's accessing a lot of satellites he should not be. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's looking at this like uh, uh, like early like GIS mapping system um, of New York. And you can see like a little orange, a little purple and a little blue dot. And that's where those three brothers are. And then they're like, wait, where's Raph? And it's like, you know, way the fuck off somewhere else. <laughs> and Master Splinter's dot is like sprinting towards <laughs> Raph, which he absolutely is not. Mm-hmm. No, that's him in a cab. Weird, <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of the harbor, unmoving. <laughs> and they realize that Raph must be in trouble, so they get in the Turtle Humvee, which it's like, a guzzler. <laughs> the most like feels like a reused asset where they like painted it. I know it's supposed to look like it's a turtle shell, but it looks like cheap camo. No. Like a vinyl wrap. And there's no roof. And there's no roof. No, there's no roof. <laughs> well, that's the like, most protected vehicles. Don't the original turtle van from the cartoon wasn't necessarily like a stealth fucking vehicle. I mean, with oh. a giant turtle oh, shell on top. Was but at like least it had a fucking roof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a battle vehicle. This just looks like a Humvee they painted to look like a turtle shell. What? Yeah. That couldn't be. It's <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> Did you mention we got another suiting up sequence before they started the Humvee? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so well, like Beetle Bonders. Like, <laughs> say, it's it's not like, goes up. Uh, yeah, they can't uh, they can't do a morph sequence, so they had to do something. What they can do is show the turtles getting into their action vehicles. Bum bum bum. Bum bum bum. They they most likely pilfered from somewhere <laughs> that Raph stole that motorcycle I'm telling you it's all A-team shit that they blew up and left abandoned in whatever domestic terrorism body <laughs> took down the A-team lost stuff but clan once <laughs> yeah. stole all their shit back alright guys don't mess with the ninjas noted <laughs> so we get more of the fight with uh raf and the the uh foot clan and it's not it's not the worst fight choreography or sequence no that stuff belongs in beetleborgs exactly (laughs) it's better than a beetleborgs fight an american footage beetleborgs fight yeah but after the initial five episodes it dips heavy this is some of the best Mm. yeah Yeah. much like beetleborg (laughs) like the bond is a trend going yeah (laughs) five real good episodes and then uh-uh. oh did you mention that this series also retcons that the uh four turtles are brothers because oh, yeah. They originally, yeah they originally I, wanted leo and venus to have a love 
thing. And then about halfway through, uh, they're like, yeah, we're not going to deal with that. They're, <laughs> they're turtles. The Galapagos tortoise wouldn't be around if it weren't for some good old yeah. incest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that's another thing that like people bring up when they complain about this series is that they made an effort to have the turtles say that they're not blood brothers, <laughs> which really, well, it's a good thing we're completely platonic bros and not blood related, so we couldn't sexually uh, explore each other like Weird. this, huh? <laughs> it's the fourth time this episode they've mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, you're just my stepbrother. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> Like I, I don't know if any other series has said that they're blood related, but it's weird. Uh, I think the first movie but, makes heavy yeah. emphasis on brothers and brotherhood. Okay. Fuck, even the Michael Bay remake might have heavily yeah. alluded to them being the same hatchlings or whatever. Yeah. It is it's fe- hard to remember a lot of that movie. Well, yeah. <laughs> it feels like a weird thing to like. I guess it makes sense if you want to try to give them a romantic relation. Mm-hmm. But it is a weird thing that, like, I don't, I can't remember any other series saying yes or no, we're blood related. But I can clearly remember, oh, yeah, this show makes a point. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it would have been a better idea to just start off with like some spin off turtles because it's not like it's unlikely that these are the only, I mean, now they're uh, before. In the next mutation, there actually is a different turtle than Venus. There's one called Kirby. Oh. Yep. <laughs> I know in like the in so, the current run of the comics, they've introduced a couple different turtles and a bunch of other like mutants and, and like anthropomorphic characters that are Kirby. They're all the time Kirby the turtle. Yeah, no, the fucking Kirby's Dreamland. <laughs> he had a black bandana. Yeah. Ooh, turtle. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's, it's Adam. He's got nothing but denim on. There it is. There it is. Okay, Kirby. Yeah, that's the. Oh, he's got those big old uh, thick boys. Yeah, metal he's got the turtle. Big fucking <laughs> knives, and he's a little finger fighting. Saber tooth turtle. So that's kind of like the orange beetleborg. Yeah, yeah. It's there. But we'll never see it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, can he go invisible too? <laughs> I prefer the team of all Kirby's just with different Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> so this, uh, the fight with Raph and the uh, Foot Clan gets interrupted because Splinter comes in and just like pirouettes with his bow staff and conks all of them and everyone the fuck out. Yeah, <laughs> they all fuck off. Uh, Splinter gets one of his like. I feel like these are kind of iconic speeches of the ninja moves in silence. This machine is not silence. Yeah. <laughs> and like pretty much every iteration of the turtles has Splinter having that talk with. The- and then the rest of the turtles rock up and interrupt that speech with a loud Humvee. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Shit. The soundtrack for this series, it's very. Um, like- oh, wait, sorry. Silver is a Yeti. And then there's a gorilla named Bongo. I'm so sorry. Oh, I love him. <laughs> My favorite TMNG character, Bongo. <laughs> and he has uh, henchmen named Mick and Dick. Monkey Thief Mick and Monkey Thief Dick. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't do a podcast on this show because I know what roles we'd be saddled with. <laughs> uh, like, Oh, they clone the turtles in this series too. That's right. Ooh, every good series has a clone saga that always goes off well without a hitch. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spider-Man will say the most successful ones have multiple clone sagas. In fact, that even includes their spinoff characters. Bond, Bond does nothing better. Also, to add another layer, that that blind guy uh, gets evicted from his apartment and goes to live with the turtles and doesn't second guess anything after living with the turtles. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> He does not fucking care. Got to tie it. Please tell me there's a joke of man. It smells better than my old place. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, dude, I don't know if we mentioned on on air yet, but uh, this the their layer for this season. I don't even think they mention it at least not in this episode. But the layer is is the abandoned subway. Yes, from two uh, three that they uh, had in the in the second and third movies. Uh, they're not in just a generic sewer. Yeah. Although it's, every, it's easily the best set ever. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. it, it, it's, it's got Christmas lights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's literally that set that they, they flew up to, to Vancouver to shoot with. So it's, um, I was talking about how like the set dressing in this feels better than most Saban shows, mm-hmm. um, except for maybe a couple spots in Hillhurst. Like, I feel like the, the set, well, I like this set is a, is a good set and well-made and all the sewer scenes feel like pretty well done and, and like, well, you know, laid out and shot. Um, the, Turtle stuff, not as much, maybe, but um, but you know, thinking about that, even um, I, I think it's one of the consistencies between all of these live action turtle products is like the world, as weird and disjointed as it may get in times, does paint like one cohesive picture. Like everything looks like it's part of the same place. Like New York mm-hmm. City looks like a weird half on fire all the time hellscape. <laughs> <laughs> Just like real life. Yeah. yeah. Might have been Jersey, but. <laughs> we, we I do over. like the random stock footage of New York that they put in there to kind of make you like, hey, this isn't Vancouver. And then yeah. they show you a <laughs> yeah. sign. It's like Ontario's this way. And then yeah. Like, how, how far in Canada do they put signs? Because Vancouver's on the other side of Canada. Could you imagine it's like Vancouver, like 8,000 miles that way? 300 yeah. kilometers. <laughs> That's whenever it warms. Oh, kilometers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like so we cut back over to uh to, to china somewhere in china and uh, uh, <laughs> ch- wherever it may be uh like explaining what the glass is and to uh, to his apprentice and he explains that like thousands of years ago the world was ruled by dragons and like we banished them a bunch of wizards now it's like, ruled by terminators <laughs> <laughs> we banished them into this like the like spirit world like this dream spirit realm and uh, now they like keep trying to come back and I have to sit here and fight them off. <laughs> you know, it's really funny reading through the wiki. The jarring transition between scenes is just as accurate as it is in the show because it says, you know, the dragons have found a way to have found a way to the realm of dragons. <laughs> Sorry, uh, they did not write that right. Through uh, Chungi's mind and plan to take back the world. Meanwhile, Michelangelo decides to ride his go-kart in the sewer. <laughs> and that's exactly how it cuts. Yeah. We we do get kind of a, a shot of the, like, dragon, like, villain coming through the glass. And it's a very, like, it's like hey, Terminator 2. Liquid like, metal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's made out of pure mercury. <laughs> and, yeah. While that's all going on, Michelangelo is riding this like skateboard with an engine on the back. 
through the sewers that's got these like two levers on it. And a foot clan is just hiding behind some garbage. Like, yeah. oh, cool, a go-kart. It's the foot guy with no goggles. He's got <laughs> yeah. the balaclava and none of the glasses. It's the one later, who got the cheap suit. I'm reading here that later in the series, they introduce a fucking like big game hunter named Simon Bonesteel, which sounds like a porn star. Oh my God. <laughs> and he hunts the turtles and sees them as endangered species. And he, and he says, and I quote, I have found a species that will make all others seem downright plentiful. And he also hunts vampires that show up in the series. Uh, so he's a, he's a third faction that is hunting right. turtles and Wait, vampires. So he's, he doesn't want to protect them because they're endangered. No, he wants to hunt them because it's special. He's a terrible conservative. He's a sh- should be a shame. <laughs> they should make him a villain. <laughs> He's a deranged big game hunter who specializes in hunting endangered he, animals. <laughs> like, at least, <laughs> or even the hunter would at least be like, okay, no, like there's excessiveness. Like there's not a point to this hunt. Like it's not like they bested him in combat. And like, he does oh, go okay. to a pizzeria in order to capture Mikey. <laughs> fake mustache yeah, he's waiting above every manhole in new york <laughs> yeah uh, the, uh, the foot clan this like foot soldier runs away and goes and tells uh uh shredder and the rest of the foot clan that uh you know this is where we you know i found where the turtles are mm-hmm. we get a like Kind of a, a brief shot of um, Shredder and the, the Foot Clan in their kind of lair. It's not really a, I mean, we don't really get to see a lair. It just looks like an abandoned building. Yeah. Not as cool as the uh, first movie's lair. Yeah. yeah like yeah. whole RJ set up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. That, that made me want to run away from home as a kid. I'm like, <laughs> hell yeah, I get to join that. <laughs> I'll kill anyone. <laughs> Fuck those turtles. Yeah. What do they ever do for me? Kill my, uh, uh, oh, what's that called where you have a, a fake girlfriend? Um, Tamagotchi. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's it. God damn it. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't speak weeb. Say <laughs> waifu. That's Cameron Waifu, Miller's yeah. They, uh, they stole my waifu in a Gross bestiality courtship. <laughs> Somebody get Casey this man a body pillow and keep going. Uh, yeah, we said this. We I think we said that uh, um, Shredder's voiced by the same guy that voices Piccolo, and it it does not match my like idea of Shredder very much. It, it feels looks like, like a, he looks like a bad cosplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looks like if you punched him, you wouldn't be stopped by plates of steel, but instead of squishy rubber. <laughs> you know? At least, like you know, like Shredder's not jacked in the first movie, but he's like mm-hmm. an imposing force. When he fucking throws one of the foot soldiers in the series, he just lightly like ah, uh, yeah. the guy goes flying. <laughs> like the guy skipped miming classes whenever he uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's. It, He's not scary mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I maybe they know. did that on purpose because they knew that they weren't going to be utilizing him as the big bad. That's a good, uh, goofy, that's a good point. Yeah, the goofy villain because they've done that a lot in kids shows. Really yeah, then stuff. they have the the giant humanoid dragon dude with the weird small dragon shooting lasers at him. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to make that feel like a real impact. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so 
the like the Foot Clan decided they're going to go and uh, they're going to actually attack the turtles at their home because they know where they are now. And that's never uh, happened before. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's not a plot of brand new turtle media. Brand new. And we have to mention that after this scene, that the the fact that the Foot Clan know where the turtles live is never a problem again. <laughs> yeah, it's. This is like a thing that has happened a couple times in Beetleborgs and happens a lot in Power Rangers, I feel like, over the years, where the villains, at least a faction of villains, figures out where the heroes are. Hell, the Power Rangers movie, it's a big point in it. Yeah, like it, like Saban has done this eight or nine times by now. Yeah, because it's a good scapegoat for like, all right, how do we move the plot this episode? It's like, well, voyeurism is always big. Uh, well, but, although at least Beetleborgs, it feels it's because it's not like the villains are ever getting the upper hand on the home turf. Like they're always instantly knocked out. Yeah. That's why they're always sneaking around out back. These these foot soldiers just fucking like jumped out and were like, they walked one right, piece. <laughs> yeah, they walked down the manhole ladder right behind. Uh, I think it was it was uh was it Raph and Leo? Isn't that or? copied from another movie? That gag where he like fall or they come right down like that. I think it's in the second one where they're in yeah. the in the, the the same fucking set, the same yeah. layer. Yeah, <laughs> and they they walk right right behind him, and the other turtles are like, "If you're gonna bring company, at least let us know ahead of yeah. time." <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "This fight was a, a this is the one where somebody answers the phone." And yes, like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. See, they needed to order more pizzas. That's so rude of them. <laughs> <laughs> Like, the fight choreography, though, whenever the Foot Clan do come in, I think is the best in the series. It's a pretty fucking entertaining fight, and it does have those elements of slapstick that are done decent. But then again, the editing hampers any sort of awesomeness that would have happened here. It, it, Which, yeah, it was yeah. well like choreographed, but it just felt like it was being like butchered together. I think uh, that's an, an it was something I was thinking about since uh, UTJ brought up the slapstick aspects of it. Is that that does. That's a good compromise. It's a good way to uh, offset the fact that they are people in these clunky turtle suits. So you can't do the badass like uh, martial arts moves that you might yeah. be able to get them to do in like a comics or animated series. So like the slapstick works really well because it's slapstick always relies on using your environment. And therefore, if it's the environment, it's not them. And it, it always gets a cheap laugh. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a good compromise. And, and it's easier for uh, younger kids to watch as well. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. sort of comedy. Yeah. And and like Ryan, you mentioned the, the scene Mikey grabs a phone and like answers it, <laughs> tells him the pizza order, and then slams the phone into one of the foot soldiers. Like that sour cream and licorice pizza, by the way. Yeah. Normally they have like it's just like a weird combination of normal pizza toppings. This yeah, one's I feel like in the comments off. they usually have the really weird pizzas. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. I love it. Like, what pizza like, place has licorice? <laughs> that's that's yeah, true. Sauerkraut, please. <laughs> I guess they're in New York. There are probably a lot of weird ass pizza places. Yeah, I would. They just have one that they keep. They're they're the sole uh, customer base. Yeah. And of course, it's probably like a mob front because that's the best pizza places. You know, you get like <laughs> you know twenty five cents a slice, and you just don't have to ask any questions, and you'll get the best pizza you'll ever have. Yeah, you just aren't allowed to look too long in the back. Drink the grease off the top. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wise man once said, "Never pay full price for late pizza." <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, so we get a um, snap back to reality. Kind of a snap back to reality. Chewie is in the spirit world and Splinter's trying to well, contact him. What I said. Um, yeah, so what I, happens exactly to him? <laughs> I think he gets sucked into the mirror. I, okay. I think like that's, that's the implication. What does he steal his spirit? Like his essence. Oh yeah. right, he's he's in the spirit world, and now he can't do yeah. his body, or he'll never find. Which his oddly looks like the one from Beverly Hills Ninja. If anybody, <laughs> yes. <that>. yeah. <laughs> I was expecting uh, Chris Farley to be screaming in the background. Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Shuggy is like telling Splinter that like the the spirit world is not safe. Like there's, you know, the dragons are trying to break the, the barrier and it's not safe because we're creating a barrier into the real world. They could get in. That's just key. It, so grandpa here <laughs> remembers an older time when the Mongolians would be invading. And that's his way of saying, hey, the Great Wall is under. He just needs his medication. Sit him with grandma for a few minutes. She'll set him straight. It's okay. <laughs> Goddamn dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's like the turtle, the, the dragon thing is like reaching through the glass and <laughs> like it's a piece of latex. Yeah. Like a di- like a discount Terminator 2 effect, but yeah. yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> and like Splinter wakes up at the end, like right after the, the foot soldiers like bound over each other to get out of the, the turtle layer and back up the manhole ladder. Uh, Which you'd think that would give him ample. One has a lampshade on his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like yes I'm aware it's my, my ring camera is telling me it's someone at my front door I know is it your wife it's my wife <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Shoni is about to be like defeated I guess like, or like overtaken or absorbed or whatever by the dragon things in the glass he tells his apprentice that she has to go to New York and find Master find and, and save Master Splinter, uh, because this this e- this great evil is coming. He's and posing as a young SNL cast member named Bobby Minahan. <laughs> <laughs> the reveal of uh, who will be later named Venus de Milo uh, is like I'm who we already sure seen in the intro. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> although it, it looks just, it looks like Leo. Like in a flash, I would just think it's Leo. Yeah. With, until slight, she speaks. with slight feminine features. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, turtles infamously need to give their young milk. So she's got some of that food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turtles, known mammals. To yes. her credit, uh, in the uh, co- comic iterations of her, she's a lot more slender. Like built and stuff. Yeah, and more it's cartoony. amazing how well the comics do, and then like yeah. any other iteration just detracts like yeah. some percentage from it. Whoa, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, they only show. I think she like we see her hands first, and she pulls the hood down. Yeah. And Venus has like a light blue, like a sky blue uh, color. Uh, excuse me, we're from it, Kansas City, and her world. headband yeah. is different. As well. Yes, <laughs> yeah, because uh, Leonardo's is like a do-rag that covers his yeah. eyes. It's got the full top. Hers yeah. is more like uh, rafts where it's like cut off on top, yeah. right? Yeah. Mikey's is the do-rag that wraps around the chin. Right. Yes. Yeah, and then rafts is ripped up at the top, but that's symbolism yeah. like we talked about earlier. Right, right. yeah. <laughs> deep cinematography going on. Yes, yeah. Like, it, it is intricate. I do like when they do little things like that to, to differentiate the turtles a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I still think that them having their first initial anywhere on their, like, in the cartoons, having it on their belts, I understand is, like, 
It's a cartoon. You can excuse a lot of stuff in a cartoon. Yeah. yeah. Especially a kid's cartoon like that. Especially when it's based after comics and toys, you know? Right. Like, yeah. that's the, that was the first time a lot of kids were really seeing these characters, too. Like, yeah. that was my introduction was the animated show. Hey, I'm like, oh, there's a comic? Yeah. What? I mean, they were supposed to be all red until the cartoon happened. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 And like, I feel like in this show, especially, there's so much more differentiated than even mm-hmm. previous, like the movie and or movies and the cartoon. Yeah. Like, what's up with them having different voices? Come on, they're all the same. <laughs> turtle, right? Yeah, because uh, Corey Feldman's gonna come back and just not <laughs> 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 like. I don't know. Was Corey Feldman in good shape in 98? That's the good question. In 98? I think that was whenever he was starting to get sober. Uh, 98, he was doing... Rehab, huh? He was... uh, Yeah, he was starring in trauma stuff then. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, not so good for Feldman at that point. He might have been able to do it. (laughs) Well, did he do it for all of the movies? He did for the first two, didn't he? In the first two, yeah. I okay. think the third one I knew it was more than entirely new voice cast because it had him. Was the third one where they went back in time to yeah. Japan? Yeah. They uh, went, I've they, watched that one the least. <laughs> yeah. I I think I don't know if anybody carries over into the third movie really. Maybe yeah, Corey Feldman's Donnie in one. Oh no, he's Donnie in one, two, and three, buddy. Okay. Oh shit. Okay. The Feldmeister. Oh, wait, no, Rubenstein. he's not Donnie in two. He's only oh. Donnie in one and three. What? What's Donnie in two? Oh, weird. Maybe that's why. Maybe John that's why Malkovich. I, maybe that's why I, knew <laughs> I, I knew the voices in two and three were different, but maybe that's what I was thinking of is that it's it goes back to Feldman. That would make more sense. It all goes back to Feldman, man. It all goes back to Feldman. So, second movie, Leaf, Tilden. Tilden. Leaf, Leaf. Any relation, relation to Swilda? T I L D E N. Oh, yeah. I think it might be Swilda. That's different. Uh, oh, he was one of the voices in the That's fucking dinosaur it? show. Oh. Uh, oh, who? That was around the same time, too. Yeah, he also did. Wait, what the fuck? It, he's also credited for the first movie. Did, was he the bodysuit actor? Could have been. What's going on? Oh, my God. Take <laughs> out the tomes of knowledge, daddy. I'm trying to shows like this where there's, a dip, there's like the suit actor and the voice actor mm-hmm. and everyone's ne- played by Ahmed Bess. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wish every live action. Okay. The voice of Donnie is Adam Carl in the second movie. Okay. Uh, Those are Brian, two Tochi, Brian Tochi does Leonardo. Uh, you guys know who Brian Tochi is. Yes. Okay. But every it looks like everybody in the second movie is like unknown, like mostly unknown voice actors, and then they go back to the more well-known people in the other ones. Weird because I remember people liking the second one a lot more than the third one. Right? I love the first one. I think that's like oh yeah, that's the epitome TMNT experience. Yeah, so the first opinion. one is like the perfect blend of the comics and cartoons. Mikey's voice. Wait, is Mikey's voice the same? No. In all of them? Yeah, who does Mikey's voice? Michelangelo voice. No, it's Robbie Riss the whole time. So only Donnie's changes. Okay. Because it's Corey Feldman's not does doesn't do the second one. The and uh, I, for some reason, I was thinking that something somebody in this show was voice acting from one of the other things, but I don't think there's any carryover of cast. No, only that fucking set. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. So truly original. We're really unlocking <laughs> some lore here, fellas. 
So um, this is this is the first of a, of a five part intro, mm-hmm. which is East about West. as much as if you did the the uh, season finale of season one of Beetleborgs into the end of the intro. Because I think we had a three part intro in yeah. the Yes, yeah, we did, and. That felt like it took for fucking ever to get through. I, I feel like this course. cannot be like this feels like kind of a like it would be a bit of a slog just to get through the intro. Yeah, uh, actually, when they did the home video release, uh, they actually only did highlights of episodes one through five. <laughs> <laughs> At least Damn. they knew, like, <laughs> yeah, they, they were knew, like, All right, we gotta just like <laughs> put a super cut out. God. <laughs> no one's gonna pay for a whole thing of this. <laughs> the uh, the end credit, uh, best of TMNT super bloopers. <laughs> <laughs> the end credit of, of this show has like a it's got like its own rap thing. It kind of sounds a little bit like their take on the the ninja rap that they made for I think the second movie. Yeah, it's the, weird. They the list approach. every single Pokemon one through one fifty. <laughs> 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 um, well, that, that's that's the end of of this uh yeah which first run of this episode i thought since this is a little one-off bonus and uh we haven't done an episode with papa in a while um and this is kind of a this is a property that we all have at least dipped our toes in we have tangential experience at least um i i think it'd be fun to share like some of our like what we remember the the happiest warmest fuzzies about the tmnt property what what do you associate happily with this thing like okay no, whatever it may be so yeah. this is actually interesting uh tmnt is responsible for probably my love of everything tv and film as a kid i used to have most of the the 87 cartoons on vhs right i had 72 75 tapes somewhere around there cartoons. uh no, 72 tapes uh, oh, that I used to swap out and carry around in a milk carton. And I take those oh, in between oh, yeah. my mother's house and my grandmother's house. So I'd oh, I know how that is. <laughs> and I had the, the giant, I want to say it was Jack specific, this giant uh, Leo toy. It was like fucking terrible articulation, but it looked like the TV, like the cartoon, not, not the cartoon, but like the TV one. And I had that with me. And then I also had, had a Hulk Hogan one. So oh, those dude. were the things that I always had with me was the Hulk Hogan, the Leo, and then my box of tapes. And I actually, you guys are on the video here, I actually have a 3D printed uh, milk oh, crate. Nice. Oh, and nice. Thing I used to carry around. Yeah. That's adorable. <laughs> oh. So that's why TMT is important to me. Uh, uh, TMNT is important to me. Uh, it first aired on uh, Fox Kids, and it was just fucking rad. To me yeah. at the time, watching now, it's cringe as fuck. But yeah, what about you boys? Like, there was a reason it grew to be the franchise that is now. Like, yeah, it's, it's not this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> TJ, r- remind the viewers, how young are you? I'm 28. That's fine. <laughs> um, but so my brother, who is like probably closer to 40 at this point, um, he, I inherited his room. And a lot of his toys and hand-me-downs and stuff, like, and my other brother, who he had a lot of my oldest brother's hand-me-downs and stuff. So I had a whole bunch of, like, 80s memorabilia and stuff. And so I got caught in with a bunch of that. And oddly enough, I had a plush, because I got my oldest brother's room. He had a plush Hulk Hogan figure. And it was, uh, I think he had a a Raphael 
I remember because Raphael had a really angry look on his face. Yes, he had the snarl. Yeah, and <laughs> so we weren't allowed upstairs when we were kids because they wanted to keep the temperature controlled. They didn't want to have to heat the upstairs. They didn't want any air escaping. But as a kid, I didn't understand that. So my sister and I were like, let's break the rules and sneak upstairs. <laughs> and that's where all of our siblings that had left, like that's where their leftover rooms were. And one of those was my older brother's. He had uh, Hulk Hogan, uh, the RAF, and he had uh, Spike from Gremlins. So between the three of those motherfuckers, I knew Hulk Hogan. He was... He was a friendly guy, so I knew he'd protect me. But between Raph and Spike, I was scared shitless in my brother's room. <laughs> and they told me, hey, how would you like to move in there? And I'm like, I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that was my first like experience with the TMNT. But then actually, uh, you know, I, I started watching the like I caught the show a few times. My mom worked at Movie Gallery, so she there were all sorts of VHSs available Excellent. to me. And I remember watching quite a few episodes of that show while like waiting for the poster after school. And then uh, I remember <laughs> um, my mom, of course, from the movies gallery, she got the first two movies, like when they had come out each mm-hmm. time and watched the shit out of those. And uh, whenever it was the first time that it felt like my family was going to be my family again, because I had had two brothers deployed overseas, uh, like almost my whole life. And one of them, my oldest one that I inherited all the creepy shit from, he was coming back to live with us and he did. And he ended up uh, becoming friends with these people in the same apartment complex and like kind of had a room over there. And I remember he was playing one of the, I think it was one of the Genesis games of TMNT. And that was like whenever I started getting really into it because I'm like, okay, here's like a more interactable format with somebody who like my uh, young mind has a really like, I want to impress you attachment to. <laughs> Would so that, that have been of, uh, Turtles in Time or one of the fighting games? I think it was one of the fighting games because I don't remember actually playing Turtles in Time until Cameron and I started going out hard on the arcades. Yeah, yeah that's easily the best Turtles game. Oh, it is. I love oh, yeah. it. I Did really you guys really play the remaster that. when it was out for Xbox Live Arcade? Uh-uh. No. I yeah, I mean, I had it. That was awesome. I wish I could still play it or we could have it some way. But yeah, oh, they did yeah. a full HD remake of it for Xbox Live Arcade. Oh, man. Damn. Um, Nick, what's your fondest turtle? Mine was actually probably Turtles in Time because I had that for the SNES growing up because uh, mm-hmm. that was one of the first consoles I ever got. So I got uh, I had that. I also had uh, a few of the VHSs of the '87 uh, cartoon. Probably oh, not man. 72 tapes like TJ did. Yeah, but <laughs> I think I had like 12. There were more than all. just uh, Ninja Turtles in there. I think uh, one of my go-to tapes was uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yes. yeah. I actually had that on DVD. We actually had a DVD player by that point. <laughs> He's a but, good boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, see, I had those. I played a little bit of the original NES TMNT game, the one that's ah, in yeah. hell. Yeah. Uh, Manhattan <laughs> Projects 3, right? Oh, yeah. I think so, yes. Oh, yeah. I remember I downloaded a whole shitload of ROMs for, I think it was a robotics trip or something. I got a bunch of the like every turtles game I could find <laughs> and all the early ones are really difficult. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. They're, they're so much easier on an arcade machine for some reason. Oh yeah. They don't pour over well at all. Oh yeah. Not you Cam. I, um, so I remember my, uh, my, my grandparents at their farmhouse had like a, uh, like a box in the back of my grandpa's study that was all VHS tapes that they had like bought at probably a movie gallery or somewhere 
for like when grandkids come and stay. So like they had uh, the 95 Power Rangers movie. Mm. They had uh, the original Ninja Turtles movie. And then they eventually got the second and third ones. Uh, and then they had a bunch of my, uh, both my mom's parents and my dad's parents both had a, had a, had a habit of just uh, uh, taping over shows that mm-hmm. they thought their grandkids would want to watch later. So I didn't go and like rent or buy the tapes of the cartoon. My grandparents had for like their older grandkids and stuff over the years accumulated like 10 or 15 different episodes of the original animated series. Uh, yeah. Man, I just wish my grandma had done this. She just had like crybaby and weird old people love celebrities. <laughs> so she'd be like, yeah, I you guys at- want to watch this? I looked up information about the VHS release of the 87 series that ran for like eight years. They released yeah. that for like eight years solid. So there's like eight years of tapes to collect. All right. Oh, God. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Look, I'm just like trying to like, you can only fit like two hours on most VHS tapes. Yeah. So like, it's only like one or two episodes. Yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Did they ever release a laser disc? Ooh, God, that's I a would, good one. Oh, uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> what Ninja Turtles is one of those things that uh, kind of, Power Rangers kind of got it, but I don't think Power Rangers even got that. Six bad. laser discs, six laser discs collection of oh my god in North America in '89. Is there a shopping? Like, is there how much can we get these right now? <laughs> <laughs> I just got a bunch of PJ. I just got a lot of money put into my account this weekend. <laughs> I am ready to waste it. <laughs> Laser discs of the original TMNT show. That'd be legendary. And the, the cool thing about those is they fit into record frames, so you can totally display them. Oh, nice. Oh, I love that, like, rainbow effect from the, like, not printed on discs. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like Ninja Turtles, oh, as a franchise, like, went, like, hyper everything we can put our name on we will sell and it will make us money look at the laser disc uh artwork so they fit two episodes on each episode on each one and they split the artwork for each episode on the laser disc cover get out of town cameron pull that shit up what are you doing so they have one for like attack of the big mac and shred by like that uh, pizza by the shred (laughs) oh yes oh it's so small Encourage it, Daddy. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, and the back has each description on it. That's cool as shit. Oh man, I would have, I would have eaten that up as a kid. Four hundred dollars. <laughs> Get out of town with that. How, how do they need it? I'll buy it. <laughs> I have both of those VHS tapes, though. Those are oh yeah episodes. <laughs> I remember those vividly now. Uh, the nostalgia's going through the veins right now. It's good stuff. I uh, wish chubby. I could remember specific episodes. I just remember, like, I remember I was attracted to the ones that had Kang in it because he was, like, a really unique character to me. Yeah. I'm like, a dude remember inside the a dude. Kids? The kids that come from the future in the fucking, like, flying car. Yeah. I I really I, like the uh, tr- the uh, Triceratons. Or, uh, yep. Uh, that's where always... Fugitoid comes, right? Yeah, those future kids. I always confuse them with the power pack because that, that was yeah. the same time I started collecting comics, and those were some of the like spare comics I'd get, and I I wouldn't read them, so they'd just be in the back of my mind. Like, yeah, those are the same guys, right? Uh, <laughs> we have the the frogs. 
Battle toads? <laughs> no, the frogs. <laughs> Turtles have a uh, mutant frogs in their show. Yeah. Um, TJ, and do you have besides like the original series and, and the movies? Do you have like a favorite iteration of the turtles? I don't know if you've seen like the most recent. Like, uh... I'm not a huge fan of the Michael Bay films. I did take mm. my daughter to go see those because that's her generation of turtles, and she was super into that. I do it's like fun if you don't care about the franchise. The 2007 uh, animated feature is pretty rad, and I do like the. Uh, I want to say the series that ran shortly after that was pretty cool. I've watched probably- that, uh, that Nickelodeon one that was kind of like half 3D yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it's actually was, quality. I was going to ask what your opinion is of that because I, I expected to be really disappointed. Like, oh, okay, yeah, they're doing like a, well, Teen Titans Go, but before I could, before Teen nope. Titans Go was a thing and you could call it that. But uh, yeah, no, they were really good. Like I loved uh, Mikey being a uh, like a party uh mascot dude for parties uh he'd like put on a mascot suit that was just him with a big old <laughs> fake head and he'd come to children's parties and be himself and then he'd like come home and take it off and just be the same person i really liked uh i like that they had an actual income that was believable i think i, I like how they update and kind of redo the lore of turtles for whatever generation they're making them for i mean yeah it's it's progressed but i i'd hope it progressed from 80s society to now and yeah reasons why they do things yeah did you ever watch uh, Jackie Chan Adventures? It might have been a little yes. bit. Yes. Is that the one where they have like the, the animal tokens and shit? Yeah, the, the yes. talismans. I think yes. the first yes. season or two were all about the talismans. And then they moved on to like the talismans turned into real, real animals. Yeah. Yeah. And then they I had, think like, they even released. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They incredible. released those on Game Boy. So you can watch those yeah. on Game yeah. Boy Color. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Totally remember that then. Um, <laughs> that's what the. Uh, I forget. I think it was the movie that maybe spurred that newer series that it was like the whole premise was there was this museum and there was like an older guy and his daughter and the older guy was trying to like summon something and he was stealing artifacts from all around the world. Uh, That one reminded me so much of Jackie Chan Adventures. Yes, uh, for some reason. That's why I gave it a chance. With all the like the weird tubes and all the monsters. Yeah, (laughs) Um, that was uh my wife and i watched um we watched the the most recent the nickelodeon or the second most recent nickelodeon series all the way through and really loved it she's a she's a big tmnt fan and so we watched that full series and then we just we watched uh just somewhat recently the rise of the teenage mutant ninja turtles the like newer 2d animated like very uh what you're brightly colored modern uh, cartoon stuff it was oh, like a 20, oh, 20, uh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, um, anything that no, I don't think I've seen. It's very, it's very oh, mystical. Like there's a yeah. lot of teleporting in and out of mystic realms. I'm not a huge fan of that art style, which is kind of hypocritical because yeah. if I was forced to make a cartoon series, that's probably a similar style that I'd go to. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very different, and like the, the journals all get different weapons. They Bro, the have personality. I mean, shit, because like they have. They they went very bad patch with this. Like everyone yes. physically has like different skill sets. Like obviously from the yeah. which is like that's one of those keys of cartoon making is and making sure everyone. They're like made to look like different species of turtle. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, snapping still, turtle. Yeah, they're still explained as blood brothers, but they're like styled that like Raph is very clearly a big snapping turtle. And well, you know how Zeus fucked a lot of different animals and they all like successfully bred. It's like that. But... Yeah. Um, 
but I, I like that's one of my more like favorite recent turtle things to come out that yeah. and um i don't know if either of you guys or any of you guys have played um injustice 2 uh the the dc is that like a game. tmnt dlc i yeah. think our uh, mortal Kombat podcast talked about that game yeah been. oh yeah i was gonna say i think didn't one of those uh i have there's some mortal Kombat characters that are dlc in injustice but I, oh okay and then all so that they introduce a ninja turtle playable character in injustice 2 as the <laughs> dlc and then you can the uh in the stats you can change their weapon and that changes which turtle you get and they have like ah. voice dialogue is like, that uh so are the gaming cool. rights owned by uh warner brothers uh oh i think the laird think, and those own them right and they yeah just them it's out? still privately owned i think the only thing that yeah. gets was like owned by nickelodeon is the uh televised like you mean nick cannon yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's like the the most recent thing um i know i guess like i haven't heard of anything coming up that's turtle centric i i don't i like they're they're constantly re-releasing or or releasing new uh like stuff from the remakes of toys from the 80s like i knew i know uh, neca has been remaking um, or making some new like Bebop and Rocksteady figures. Give us with... more Universal Monster Turtles. Yeah, they did the. Uh, That's the, what I was saying. Like the Frankenstein you know, Wrath that they did um, this year, and TMNT were going to release more. But all of these properties, like anything except for like maybe GI Joe, like we you just cross over into so. something else, and it's like yeah. so much money. And yeah, like I mean, that was the thing that was the original toy line was super known for was mm-hmm. all of the different versions of the turtles getting released as uh, toys. Like they, well, there was stuff, there was stuff that you would never see. And it's, that's what is like, it sounds me like, like it always think about uh, Nickelodeon telling uh, the last airbender team, like, all right, we need to give Aang some like battle armor and like all this shit. And like, all right. So they came out with the most ridiculous outfit ever that like, like so out of place and ridiculous and you had like a wind sword and everything and they were like all right we get it you don't have to do it but then they threw it in and like a uh one scene uh, yeah. as a joke but like that that uh um sort of like necessity it's like all right you need to have it in the show so kids will buy it it's like no no, no. i bought a buzz lightyear figure once as a kid a lot of those designed toys to be was... like completely underwater. Like he was a water themed Buzz Lightyear that never showed up in anything. And I bought the hell out of it because he was cool as shit. <laughs> I think that's just the trends that came off of the eighties, you know, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the toy culture there and just releasing things or having TV shows based after toy lines or after existing well, properties like that. Is there a difference in the copyright laws for like if you have a like an animated show character versus the toy that you put out with it? I like, don't know. Is creative idea harder to maintain if it's just a toy? I don't know. I, I know with like uh with Transformers, they've had to like um they have to release a if they don't release a toy with a certain character's name they'll lose the rights to that character's name. So like if they don't right. release a, a swoop toy in the next five years, you can't like, they have to go and buy those mm-hmm. rights back. Because well, that's the same reason them. why they have to put out some sort of Mickey special every 15 yeah, years or, or so. Fantastic four movie every decade. Oh, just, so that they just let it die. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. They got to use I those think, properties. So they got to be active. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Eastman and Laird have, have had a like roller coaster ride with this franchise over the years of, 
ownership, you know, issues and buying and selling the rights to each other and, and their share of the rights. And you haven't I, been able to buy or sell people for like at least 200 years, dude. I, you know, only turtles. Uh, All right. They're not people. Yeah. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> but and like not, the comics have been really successful lately. Um, there's the, the like solo run. I think it's called The Last Ronin. Um, yeah, they that, died off real bad, and then they had a real big comeback. Yeah, like I, I've not, I've only read like the first couple issues of of the Ronin comic, but it's it's a, a bit of a um, like old man Logan, but Ninja Turtles. More serious, grounded, more well, serious toned. I was gonna say it's kind of like the Ronin Hawkeye. Yeah, run. Yeah, it's a it's an oh shit, people died. Mm-hmm you know, last stand kind of story. Our uh, producers finally let us go as they say, full ham. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like that, that's kind of what the franchise is, uh, is, you know, moving towards right now. They've got a lot of collector based stuff, but also doing these kind of like weird and wacky iterations on the card. We are getting a game. Are we are. We're, didn't we just get a new TMNT game? Uh, yeah, they've been working on it. I I saw like uh, beta of it, I think, but I haven't. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, Shredder's Revenge. Yeah, yeah. What does that guy have to take revenge for? What has anyone ever done to him? Uh, somebody threw him in the back of a garbage truck, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Biff Tannen didn't hold a grudge after that, outside of the like hundred year shit, one that he left <laughs> next year. Yeah. Yeah, Shredder's Revenge, that's the one that's made the... It looks a lot like the classic beat-em-up. Oh, yeah. Super Nintendo and NES. And I think that multiplayer beat-em-up style is, like, the best format for a TMNT game. Like, I know that there is... Like, there's a game company out there that can do it with the right funding and the time. Like, but I don't want to put that in anyone's uh, hands yet. What was that Marvel game where you could... It was like Alliance? a team. Yeah. What, what if we got like a TMNT Ultimate Alliance type? Was that the one that we played camera yeah, yeah, for, yeah. For, for a long time? Yeah. That night. Yeah. Thought yeah. as the Turtles, Casey, April, some of right. the people. They could, or like anybody from the cartoon. Yeah. The, the, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, they didn't just have to tweak the enemies. Usagi Yojimbo, the rabbit, the samurai rabbit dude. Mm-hmm. Um, like they've got, they, they have a huge, a drastically huge roster of characters to pull from well and their enemies too yeah. like that's something that i don't think has been incorporated as well in the live action stuff and uh it's been done better in the cartoons of course but yeah. like for the most part in the movies it's like you get the foot clan and then like bebop and rock city yeah. and then like uh you know the, the, the foot same, clan and the then movie brought but, in krang and Right, on Rocksteady, and but they have, more of that. their very first villain in the comics was just a rich dude with robots. Yeah, like that was their their very first target or threat was uh, against their hideout. Yeah. It was like, oh, there are these robots that just eat Earth and are tunneling towards our hideout. How do we stop them? Yeah, and like, I, I think some of their like they're they're less outrageous because like Crane's mm-hmm. an outrageous villain to try to introduce. Oh yeah, and then explain because it's you've got this alternate dimension. You either stuff. need to start with him or like incorporate him specially. Yeah, uh, but like the Rat King, a dude who just can control rats and ends up manipulating Splinter. Like that's a fucking cool story and can be yes. really well self-contained into like you don't have to out the turtles to the world. I because think because it's just an that's a totally underground battle. 
I would have to do some research and like maybe that there's no info available, but it honestly, like the very beginning of the Turtles comics feels like they were uh, influenced pretty heavily by the Fantastic Fours early oh, comics. Yeah. Cause like that, like the Mole King, you know, that's very similar. Like, you know, you get, you get these, like, you know, they have threat, but they are not like yeah, totally crazy. Like, you know, you got to wrap your brain around it kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that the Turtle franchise has done really well over the years is tread that weird line of absolutely outrageous. Yeah. How are they pulling off this like multi-dimensional uh, story? Oh, shit. But also just have a story about like, oh, this weird mutant that's attacking the turtles in the in the sewers. And I don't know. It, it's like a very lasting franchise. It, it doesn't mm-hmm. like it doesn't have to be. It's obviously made like comes a lot from the eighties and early nineties, but it like there's nothing about it that feels exclusive to those eras, and it yeah. can be whenever because like they're just mutant mutant turtles in a sewer, and like it could be I don't know. It could be you know you could we could be having turtle iterations for the next like fifty years, and you're going to be able to see like very clearly what series it is. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to have something that kind of suspends the disbelief in a way, like to that level. It's like those, uh, all the mutant shark toys that came out around the same time trying to capitalize on that. Yeah, uh, um, street sharks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like if that had been born first, then yeah, that would have probably been the franchise we're still rolling on to this day. Yeah, yeah. they even had Vin Diesel do the promos for street sharks. Yeah. Yeah. God, back whenever he was the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think uh, like, Turtles is a is a very like comparable franchise to something. But I mean, it, it fits the Saban canon very well, yeah. and it feels very much like it hit the cultural zeitgeist in a similar way to Power Rangers and Transformers and those like big early '90s, mid '80s franchises that like we're going to be seeing iterations of for fucking ever. One of the big '90s blockbusters was Look Who's Talking. Like it was a <laughs> wild time of movies and TV shows. I yeah. absolutely love the things that are born from it, but. Yeah, that's pretty much wraps this one up. TJ, thanks so much for hanging out and joining us for this turtle-rific episode. <laughs> yeah, I hope thanks for giving me an opportunity to talk turtles. Yeah, no, it's, it's good that uh, any time that, for no matter what episodes we do, if we can have somebody that's like, a bigger geek than us on the product. <laughs> it, it works out great because that usually lets us just sit back, let the guests go off, let Cameron go off. Nick and I have fun. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more used to it than anybody. <laughs> but yeah, you know, with that, I've been Cam. I've been Nick. I've been Ryan. Uh, I've been Steve. I'm TJ. <laughs> we always forget to brief the guests on what we do in the beginning and end. We I bring that up every seat, time now. Seat of our pants. Seat of our pants. Every time. Yep. And we've been the big bad TJ's mouth's not moving. <laughs> I'll let you guys do it. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. He's not even affiliated to us in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>